Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. Well, as we came on air here, there was a shooting uh, taking place in Texas. At least mm-hmm. five killed in West Texas shooting. I think 10 injured, but that, that uh, number may have gone up. Oh, 21 injured in um, Odessa, Texas. Mm. There was, a, was somebody, they hijacked a mail truck and began shooting at random. Oh, that's pretty sad. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to lie, like these mass shootings, I don't have much to say anymore. It's just the same thing over and over again. I honestly don't think this is a problem that can be easily solved. There's a lot of things you have to do and yeah. it's complicated and no side's really going to like it. You know what, you know, it takes to fix things or not fix things. Mm. I, it's, it's, I feel like it's like to talk about this sort of thing, if you were just like, I feel like we're just like regurgitating, repeating everything. That, exactly. You know, we we've been saying, we've been saying how we feel in nauseam about this sort of thing, and uh, uh, you know, thoughts thoughts and prayers go out to the victims. Uh, but like I, I can feel because it's we we we've seen this movie play too many times. Right. I can I can feel the mainstream media come completely going gung-ho once again so to speak yeah yeah it's like it's it's oh geez i'm not looking forward to that at all but we're gonna be here regardless and yeah we're you know we're gonna we're we're, i i feel and i don't know if you're with, with me on this sean i feel like even though even though we get sick and tired of defending ourselves, mm-hmm. like we have to. Yeah, you can't stop. It, or else they you win. Can't stop. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, look, and 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 them and by them winning, that means you're no longer. It, it could mean the end of you owning a gun or having to go through ridiculous loops, loopholes, and like, you know. They're they're gonna completely infringe on your gun rights and no no mm. we we have to de- we have to defend that we have to defend that until the very end we have to right yeah I think there's a little give and take sometimes like there are definitely things that need to happen the gun side's not gonna like but that doesn't mean you stop fighting for some basic things that some people definitely want to take away. Like there are people that want semi-automatics ban, but that's like 99% of guns in this country. So you do that, that's absolutely silly. You can't fold on that. But Mm-mm. there's things like, you know, okay, let's get into some trouble now. Red flag laws sound like a great idea, but they're terrible in execution. Dan Crenshaw made some tweets about it. And the thing he was getting hate for, I want to bring this up because it is important in multiple ways. Number one, he said that you know basically he was though he's pro red flag law but number two this is the important caveat he was talking about red flag laws in texas not the ones the liberals are pushing all for nationwide but the moral of this story is that communication and language is key and the left has done a really good job of controlling the language they know how to take it and mold it to what they want and to get a certain message out there or attach a certain meaning to it. They do this with the word racism, sexism, Nazi. Uh, they make words like triggered, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They took the phrase red flag law and it was so powerful the way they took it and framed it and defined it that nobody else could see it in any other more nuanced or different way. There's only one way to look at it, which is lefties um, uh, creating a law that would allow people to complain about somebody and then take their guns. Like that, that's as simple as they, you know, the simple message that, you know, the right interprets it. So when Dan Crenshaw says something that may be totally accurate, totally accurate, it doesn't matter because when you see red flag laws, you immediately think, uh oh, somebody could complain about me and take my guns. That's all you see there. So we need to take back the language, make a language of our own, which is what Trump does with build the wall, America first, make America great again. Don't let them take, you know, stuff and, you know, you got to reframe it, repackage it or reword it.
no. No, you're right. You're right. I know, because remember when I got a little bit of uh, trouble for a different word I said? <laughs> you, you said you said king. That's I did, I good. did, but You're I good. am being careful. <laughs> I know, I got you. <laughs> uh, if Alex was on, he would have beaten me up for that one. Uh, but yeah, again, what I'm saying is because I read, I, I think I, I said this on the Uncensored show, but I'll say it here: I read three books over the summer that everybody should read that wants to win in politics: The Art of Deal, The Prince by Machiavelli. And Saul Linsky's Rule for Radicals. Art of Deal teaches you how to make deals, teaches you how to persuade a little bit, teaches you how to handle the press a little bit. It's a very good read. Machiavelli's uh, The Prince teaches you how to maintain power and how maybe to think more strategically. The uh, Rules for Radicals, best thing I ever read of all those three because it teaches you how political activism works and how to be effective at it. And it teaches you all the tactics that the left uses that the right can use and should use in many respects and you do see both sides using it and it's fascinating read love it so recommend that and you would understand then what i'm talking about with controlling the language with a bunch of other things i'll talk about it all makes sense if you read the political playbook that is rules for radicals agreed but i mean it, it's it, it's really easy to control the narrative and control the definitions when you own the majority of the media exactly like, you know it's like there's not an there's not very many at all i and by at all i mean like media outlets that aren't like anti-trump you know you got your msnbc your cnn your you know the cbs you got like you know, every channel you look up, you know, like even cable, like, 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 you know, you get Comcast and it's like, you know, and, and, and all of that has like, you know, you have all, all the shit darn near all the channels I have my, so my, I had wins when I was, when I was still up there, I had my, I had my windstream cable account mm -hmm. and they had, so I think they had like the news stations all the other news stations like your cnn msnbc uh whatever in like the third 20s or the 30s group right the channel numbers mm -hmm. and then they had and then they had like fox news in the 70 like 78 or something like that i'm not i'm not i'm not entirely sure but it was like out there like fox news was out there to the other channel selections i'm like wow I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, they can do little sneaky stuff like that for sure, which is always annoying. <laughs> but we gotta deal with it. Uh let's see. Uh I'm gonna wait a little because we're almost at the top of the hour. We're gonna switch over, so I'll just uh spitball a little bit here. because uh, we'll talk about something I oh oh actually yeah, I well, I'll ask after the top of the hour, but uh, is there anything that's been going on in your life that's it's interesting at all you want to bring up? Not really. Uh, I, I just I'm working and I'm living vicariously through you right now. <laughs> you know, with all the you know, with all the TP stuff and all the, you know. I hear you're in a sociology class. Is that right? Oh yeah, I should talk about that. Your favorite subject. I'm oh, taking yeah. Sam Richards. So okay, so I'm wait, whoop, sorry, I'm taking Sam Richards' uh, famous Social 19 class, which is a sociology class about race relations. And the other day I was in the class. It was actually the day of the involvement fair at the and the turning point meeting was uh, Sam's class. And look, Sam Richards, I met the guy before when we tried to host stuff for Turning Point USA. He's a very he's a nice guy. Give him that. He's a nice guy and. He always tries to be fair, and he always tries to be supportive to no matter who you are. I give him a lot of credit for that to help make you comfortable in his class and willing to speak up. Because the class of over 700 people, it's a big class. And that's also the venue that we held Campus Clashing with Don Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle, and Charlie Kirk back in April. And so I was in the class, and we were defining words. And he asked us then to define the word social justice warrior. And he'd have people come up to define 
these words and he'd pick certain types of people. So he said for social justice war, he says, I need a conservative. Anybody here that's conservative? And I was, I was just, when I heard that, I was ready to put my hand up. I was really, I literally just was starting to pull it up. And the guy in front of me already put his hand up. So he picked him. He got up there. That guy, I don't know how conservative he really was or if he was just hiding, you know, his conservatism a little bit. He might have been a little scared, which is perfectly understandable on a college campus. Uh, but then he said, uh, after the guy was kind of sort of defining it, he said, well, is there anybody here from college Republicans or uh, Young Americans for Liberty? Uh, is there anybody here from college Republicans? And I put my hand up and he said, hey, uh, what are you? And I said, uh, I'm Sean Samanko and I'm the president of Turning Point USA. And he's like, oh, come up here. Yeah, he was getting all excited. So I was like, oh, boy, I'm in the hot seat now. So I got up there. I defined the term uh, as best I could and all that jazz. But what was interesting is I think I got some ugly looks in the audience and he asked like how many here are social justice warriors only like five like quite a few hands went up like five ten hands went up that actually identifies a social justice warrior which is such a negative term and I noticed I noticed because because he, he's on YouTube mm-hmm. and, and yeah I uh, and you and you were on YouTube apparently you're I'm on the thumbnail now too I'm on the thumbnail yeah. oh yeah hey you had to <laughs> sign that waiver <laughs> yeah no. I did twice. Yeah. Um, so, like, originally, I didn't see very many hands up, like, when he asked that. There were more because I was, when I was looking, but, yeah. Well, at first, no. And then uh, the the guy next to you was like, if Ben Shapiro came yeah. on campus to speak, how many of you would... Have an uh, issue with this, what he said. With that issue. And then more people started raising their hands. So. Yeah, and then I mentioned, I was like, well, Ben Shapiro has come here and there have been protests and they try to shut him down. I didn't think I'd get the shut him down part in, but yeah, that's the thing. Now, when Turning Point brings uh, our speakers in, uh, I'll just say in the fall and in the spring, the, <laughs> all the hands are going to go up <laughs> when they find out who our speakers are. <laughs> Holy crap. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, a lot of people had a problem with that, which is pretty sad. But it went over well. Nobody hated me yet. But when I start getting a little more provocative or fun, that class ooh, gonna trigger a few people. But it was an interesting experience. So I, I bet I'm gonna be going up there quite a few more times because he knows me now. He knows my face, and he knows I'm one of I'm one of two people that's not afraid to say I'm conservative. Most people, there's probably more conservatives in there, but they're afraid to say it. I know people well, that advanced class are afraid to say it. It's understandable too, because like, look, who wants to go? Who wants to not only go in front of seven hundred people and admit you're a conservative, but who wants to be on YouTube on a streaming YouTube platform and tell the whole world that you're a conservative? Me? Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, like, look, you, I, I give you props. You had. Oh, thank you. That's a lot of lot of stones coming up there, but um, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, and then there's there's retaliation for the, for stuff like that. It's like yeah, at and at first at first it's gonna be like it's gonna be just scoffs or whatever. But but if you start becoming a legitimate figure, like people are gonna start, you know, people are gonna start up in the ante just because you know you you're maintaining yourself you're you're creating this you know mm. you have power now yeah i think alex just popped in and out <laughs> yeah. well when he comes back and i'll ask him what he thought of the sam richards thing but yeah yeah you made a good analysis there it's um what was i gonna say losing my train of thought oh yeah even sam richards said that there's one if there's one thing that's not allowed on a liberal college campus, it's to be a conservative. That's just not allowed. I'm like, mm-hmm. or like that. Look, Sam Richards is a pretty liberal guy, I'd say. Maybe even a centrist on some things, but even he admits that you cannot be conservative on a campus. And he's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think we have a new uh, our guy on. We have our new, or not new co-host, our usual co-host back on. You, you there, Alex? Yeah, what's up? Hey. Alex, you're a new guy. Isn't yeah. that awesome? <laughs> a new guy for this oh, hour. Yeah, that's awesome. But um, what's, what's been going on, guys? Um, what do you guys talk about last hour? Well, I got on about the bottom of that hour, so we didn't talk too much. We talked about the shooting that happened. Um, 
We're also talking, just talking about Sam uh, Richards' class, Simon. Did you see the little video that I was um, online where I was actually in front of his class for a few minutes? She did not watch that yet. That's uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how these uh, shootings, that, they always seem to happen when Trump's having a, a decent news cycle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, that just seems a little bit suspicious. Yeah. You know, it's like every time you know, we just had the Epstein stuff, and the last time was when that Epstein stuff first started. You know, it's it's just weird. It is a bit eerie, I will say. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, these are being caused by the Democrats. I'm thinking what's happening is people are just choosing to report on stuff mm. at opportune moments. Because it's funny, they just had that uh, whole, like, where the ATF was doing some really shady stuff with the AA-12 shotguns. They're taking away, they're seizing guns that were lawfully purchased. Because the uh, they said the semi-automatic ones were similar to the fully automatic ones, even though the semi-automatic ones are only semi-automatic. But because they had uh, the receivers were both the same, they decided that uh, that was no good. So the people who already purchased the guns, both the fully automatic and the semi-automatic ones, both you know legally purchased the automatic ones were post uh, eighty-six dealer samples. They decide to go and uh, seize both of them. Mm -hmm. This was uh, pretty breaking, where they just went and took lawfully uh, acquired property, and they did not, to my knowledge, uh, pay anyone compensation for that. So it's funny they they just had that ha like this shooting just happened to happen like right around the same news cycle as this, and none of the big uh, you know news news organizations were reporting on this. You know, you can't trust the mainstream news. They don't tell you what's really going on. But we do here at Real News. <laughs> we always tell you what's going on, what the real red pill is of the matter. Well, yeah, like, I mean, this this was a true story. I've seen it, you know, I've seen this posted all over all over the shooting forums and the uh, various Facebook groups I'm a part of. Yeah. Where there's just, like, blatant gun seizures, and it's not even, like... It's an actually automatic shotgun. This is just, you know, it's, it's not much different than the shotgun that you'd purchase at mm -hmm. Walmart, like a Benelli or something. You know, we've had semi-automatic shotguns for, you know, probably since early 1900. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Yeah, the other thing I was going to mention was... uh. Oh, we talked about Sam Richard. I was actually in the thumbnail of that video, and I didn't tell you that, Alex. So, they put me in there. But... I want to talk about... I mean, there's not much happening in the news. I'll talk about one newsy thing that happened, which was Jack Dorsey's Twitter account was hacked. And the hackers uh, took his Twitter account and started posting uh, a bunch of, let's say, racist tweets where he would say some pretty bad words and a bunch of stuff like that. Well, is any? I don't think anything else has happened. Like, they got the account back and all that. But, man, Jack, it's a... I think you should be banned from Twitter for that. Yeah, that's funny. Someone actually hacked his account. Yeah, they could have done something like really like hilarious with it. And I, I guess it probably was pretty funny, but like they should have uh if they hacked his account, like I don't know if they could add Alex Jones back. Yes. Like, be like hashtag infowars.com or something. Well Milo was that saying it was like all oh, these this is these geez, these are really uh pretty uncreative trolls because he would have he said he would have if he hacked Jack's Twitter account, he would have tweeted something like Leslie Jones is a man or something. <laughs> you know, he had, I forget what he said, but it was pretty funny. I was like, oh man, yeah. But that happened. And what's going on with Hong Kong? I seen that the protests are still happening, but has anything big happened yet? I don't think really. I think they brought in some more military, but that's really it. When I see like the Mulan actress is like supporting Beijing, and then like yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of Chinese nationals like abroad, they're like supporting Beijing over this, and they had a group of um, like rich, like the new rich in uh, China, they're driving over there in like these uh, hundred thousand plus dollar cars and like laughing at the poor Hong Kong protesters because they're poor. Oh really? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's very communist of them. That's. I'll say. Yeah. That, oh, did everybody super... just get a alert? Amber alert? <laughs> yeah, just got an Amber alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was in Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah, it says it is. Yeah. That's crazy. No, sorry, Allegheny, PA. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Is Allegheny? Yeah, but no, they, there's a lot of stupid names in PA. Hmm. I I so with with China, right? It's it's crazy how how much of a like a moral high horse there is, like with with all these all these like successful people it's like oh and then they're talking about how great china is at taking people out of poverty i want to laugh because like okay so their definition of taking people out of poverty is them making what less than two bucks a an hour or something like yeah, that sweatshop like factory. no the standard is like so low and I'm like, look, you've got more people. Like, 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 seriously, you've got more people in China that are working for sweat under sweatshop pay than we have people in the United States. Mm. Like, it, <laughs> it's like, I would say the poorest Americans got to be better off than <laughs> a lot of the poorest of Chinese or the poorest Chinese. Well, yeah, definitely. Like it, uh, what was it in Hong Kong? I think, or one of those other places, they have old people living in. Um, they they have them living in cages over there. That's that's our government-funded retirement homes. Mm. Yeah. They to live in a zoo. Yeah, and I think what's going to be interesting is that it'd be interesting to find out if we could know like how much of this protest is organic how much is engineered we talked about this a little before on the uncensored show which is that some of it's probably definitely organic but there's probably a lot of engineering going on between fractions of the communist party where president xi wants more power and other fraction factions of the communist party want to take out president xi or limit his power well i think there's a lot of like non-chinese intervention in there too like i mean i support them but yeah, like not the Chinese. I, I think the Hong Kong people are pretty, pretty based. Like it's funny. <laughs> they are. Like I, I've seen a lot of memes out there. It's like make the United States the United States of the Hong Kong protesters are like advocate, like they're they're thinking it is. Well, they're waving so American they're like, flags, literally. We, they're like putting up signs and like we wish we had the Second Amendment. They have like Pepe the Frog yes. like, posters out there, and people yes. are commenting on that. Yes. Because that that's what they think America is, you know. Are they wrong? <laughs> well, no, like, that whole thing, though, with, uh, back to the comment about poverty, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're taking people out of poverty. Well, you know what else took people out? Like, you could argue that Capitalism. slavery took people out of poverty because, you know, they, they had, at least they had a place to live. Like, that's not a very good argument. Yeah. You know? You could, you could make that argument. That's pretty much what the Chinese are doing. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you're, you're not in poverty because we give you a house in your slave camp. Yeah. We give you, like... You know, you're eating, like, uh, food, which isn't even really food half the time. Like, I've seen uh, videos of their markets over there, and they have they have food over there that's, that's like, there's an egg. And they must have been so cheap where their, uh, the egg, it was, not even a real egg, it was made out of, like, wax and paint. Ew. They had, like, it's so, they're so poor, I guess, or they're just so, like, scummy where they could save, like, what like 0 0.01 cents instead of because like eggs are cheap as heck you ever went and bought eggs like you can buy a whole like like 60 eggs for like three bucks if you know the right place it's probably even cheaper in china and for them to go and like make a bootleg egg like counterfeit egg that that's just ridiculous yeah it is. That, that even exists that's like it's it probably more effort to go and make that in the united states because someone has to go and like paint that and put that in there versus you know, just picking it up from a hen. Mm. Like, that's more effort, in my opinion, than just, you know, getting a real egg. Just maybe give them an old egg. Mm. Like, I, I saw another one where they had, like, a smuggling ring. They were smuggling meat that was, like, made in the 70s into China from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Like, hmm. and people are eating that. Like, literally, it was, like, meat from the Vietnam War. They were smuggling, like, into China. People were selling that. Maybe it was vice versa. But either way, it's still disgusting. Yeah. It really is. I I hate I hate when people laud like like I was I was I was listening to a little bit uh, of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with Bernie Sanders. Mm. I didn't listen to much. I couldn't. Um, <laughs> but but he was. I, I think he was like applauding. Chi he was ch uh, China and addressing 
addressing uh, addressing the poverty issue and like one one of his main one of his main things that are his little campaign slogans or marketing ploy whatever you want to call it is uh he he's trying to go after the he's trying to go after the one percent right he's trying to go after what yeah go after one percent make them pay their fair share and whatever that means um but like so he's all about like he's trying to really preach about like the wealth wealth inequality which is a thing everywhere but in china it's even worse it is even worse because you have you have some cities like macau and you know shanghai there's some of the most advanced cities in the world and then you have towns in china that still don't even have electricity mm-hmm. like it's it's that bad like it it's like it it's great it's great if you're well off but then again i mean then again it's probably great everywhere if you're well off but you know but but what what he's arguing is just it's so it's hypocrisy to the one millionth degree like well, they think that Trump's bad with Muslims. Like, see what they're doing in China. Oh, they're like, playing in concentration they're, they're camps. Worse. Yeah, they're destroying. They're destroying like not even just the Muslims too. It's like the Christians. They're destroying churches and mosques. Yeah, yeah. And like forcing the the Muslims into concentration camps where they force them to drink liquor and eat pork. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's ridiculous what's going on over there. But you know, Trump's Trump's a bad guy. You know, he's bad for trying to engage in a trade war with China. How dare he? Like, honestly, they should be sanctioned. Like, if any other country did, like, if Russia did this, people, oh, they'd be flipping out. Like, the Democrats would be calling for sanctions. But, you know, because the the Democrat Party is in bed with the Chinese, you know, it's okay. It's not even just the Democrats, too, because there's these... uh, you know, rhinos out there like, oh, I like my mm-hmm. one cent, like, slave labor uh, coffee cups for Starbucks or whatever, whatever they're buying over from there. Like, literally everything else. I like hate that argument. You know, car parts. I hate that argument that people make back to you when you say, you know, when, you, when you're when you pro-tariffs uh, against China or you're pro-bringing American jobs back, pro-America first, they'll say, oh, but then your, your uh, 50 cent pencil will now cost $3. I don't care, okay? I would gladly pay more for American-made products, and actually, they'd be made a heck of a lot better, and the price would eventually probably go down. Why are we so selfishly worried about things costing a bit more when uh, when we do, you know, trade off, I don't know, bringing a lot of jobs back, uh, saving a lot of lives that are uh, people that are cut off in the uh, opioid crisis because their jobs been shipped away, uh, that we're not having fentanyl shipped in through the United States Postal Service, and you're getting fentanyl in the mail. I mean, I would think I would pay a few a few cents more for a pencil if we could save American jobs and American lives. I think that's a pretty good trade off. Oh, yeah, but, you know, the Democrats, they really don't care about that because, like, look what they're doing with the energy policy. They want to go and make everything 100% green energy, but the only green they're forgetting is uh, nuclear energy. Which is the best option. Yeah, it's actually more efficient to use nuclear energy than solar panels at this time. Like, it it produces less uh, CO2 because to create the the solar panels requires you to extract minerals from third-world countries. Well, anybody, yeah, well, I've come to the conclusion after reading a lot about nuclear and also Scott Adams talking a lot about it. Anybody that says they're um, pro-environment or pro-environmentalism or pro-green energy and is anti-nuclear, they're not a credible source here. They're not credible at all. They have no, they're not pro-environment if you're ignoring nuclear. Well, yeah, did you look, I remember I watched the uh, Joe Rogan with uh, Dan Crenshaw, and he, mm. he was talking about that Green New Deal in there, and he, he's right. Like, the uh, their whole thing with, uh, you know, they say it's a Green New Deal, but it's not actually the Green New Deal, it, it, because they don't care about the environment, or else they would be pro-nuclear energy. And, like, in Texas, they had a huge issue, because they, like, in one part of Texas, they are switching away, it was, like, all uh, solar mm-hmm. and uh, wind, and it caused, like, a... 4,000 
like a percent Christ increase because it must have been like a cloudy day with no wind. Yeah. And it like changed the price per mega megawatt hour from like a dollar to like four thousand dollars because they didn't have any backup generators because they decided to shut them all down yeah and like it's happening in germany too like they they've had it where at certain times it'll just be like sky high prices but then at other times it'll there'll be a negative price you'll be you'll be paid to use electricity because it's so backwards well, the problem is they're forcing innovation, they're forcing technological change that just isn't here yet, and they're forcing stuff that isn't ready. It's not ready, and it's not good. It's bad. You know, I mean, these people are very short-sighted on this, I'm afraid. Uh, no, like, nuclear, nuclear is the way to go, but uh, speaking of nuclear, do you, hear, do you hear what happened in Russia? Mm-mm. Apparently, there's, like, a nuclear reactor that, uh, appa- that went kablooey. Kablooey. And they found out, be- <laughs> yeah, like there is another like sort of Chernobyl style incident. It's oh. it's ongoing. Like they've discovered it because there's like radiation spikes where the Russian media hasn't said anything about it oh, yet. Oh yeah. Mm. So that's yeah, the downside with old nuclear technology. Apparently, the newest Gen Four doesn't have those issues, or it's easy to get you know to stop it. There's something that's better with it that makes it just sort of a no brainer. Well, I think it's not so much a problem with the technology, it's a problem with the people operating it. Like, you know, it's yeah. Russia, come on. You would have thought they would have got it good, like they would have learned their mistakes the first time. <laughs> mm. But no. You know, especially, it's probably like an old Soviet plant, too, that was probably made in like mm. four days, you know, by slave labor under like Stalin or you know, <laughs> someone like that. Yeah. They're not going to make the best, same thing with like China, you know, they're not going to make the best when they're slave labor. Like over here, when you get have nuclear engineers getting paid a hundred grand plus, they'll probably make something that'll last a, you know, good few generations. Mm-hmm. But the same thing with China too, like, you know, they'll build a road in four days, but, you know, probably be completely destroyed in four years. Yeah. While over here, it'll probably take four years to build, but ideally it'll last like 40 years yeah but you know it's pennsylvania it's probably not gonna last that long anyway right? <laughs> i was gonna it say to we get a little bit of snow and then you have a bunch of potholes they have to fill yeah but i want to talk about one important cultural news has anybody here seen dave Chappelle's new netflix special sticks and stones i have oh good i have too i don't think you've seen it alex no, I did not see it yet. I've heard uh, it was triggering to some people. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will it was. say, uh, look, I'm a fan of Chappelle. I think he, uh, you know, I haven't seen all the Chappelle show. I kind of should go back and watch that. But he's definitely very funny. Probably one of the top 10 comedians ever. I'm I, I'm not the biggest, biggest Chappelle fan yet. And that's probably because I haven't seen all this stuff. But I'd say he's. Of the comedians alive today, definitely one of the best. Definitely one of the best alive. Mm-hmm. I will say I, this new special. Or were you gonna say something, Phil? Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I I saw his uh, when he was when Half Baked came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the one of my all time favorites. Uh, I was like. How is this dude not famous? Like, yeah. And I was, and then I saw, and then I saw his, uh, I saw his, uh, eight, there was, I think it was the HBO special, it was Killing Him Softly. Yeah. It was a stand up special and it was hilarious. Uh, I'm like, this, this guy's going to completely blow up. Yeah. And sure enough, he oh, did. He did. I, and I'm like, and, and he's so, like, and, and if you see him live, He's one of those. He's one of those uh, comedians that's just quick. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you ever go to a, you know, you go to a comedy live show? Yeah, and you could tell that some of these people they're they're reading off of a script. They, they have a script in their mind or whatever, and it's like, and this and Dave Chappelle, he's so quick. He's so mm-hmm. uh, it's it, and it's funny and, and like you just there's only a handful of those people. Yeah. And he's one of them. Have you seen him live? I have. Wow, lucky. Yeah. When no, was it that? Wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap either. I uh, bet not. Uh, it was it was like in his earlier like when uh it was right right around the time when the Chappelle show first started. Yeah. 
and it was like I I was in DC. It was like, oh, Dave Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle's here. I'm like, oh, I got to go see him. Uh, and it was before he really started getting expensive. Now his shows are even like I don't know. I it, they're astronaut, but it, it's worth it. Like it's, yeah. it's it's so much worth it. But like it was. I I mean, he's just. There's only a handful of those comedians. I can only think of like, you know, I, I think of Joe Rogan. I think he's really funny on stand up. Louis C.K., he's another guy that's on funny. And and Dave Chappelle is he is he's funny, but it's like it's on another level. It, yeah. Well the thing is, uh the comedians I'd say are quick and um are currently living, I'm gonna limit to, that are just quick on their feet. Dave Chappelle definitely uh, Ricky Gervais can be pretty quick too. Uh, Jeff Dunham, I remember when I saw him live here. He, I forget what was going on, but he was quick with the jokes, like some Sandusky jokes that he would just pop out. Uh, and I've seen like in some of his comedy specials. Remember when one guy like during it had to like get up and go to the bathroom, and he starts going after him. He just kept mm -hmm. going, and it was funnier and funnier. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, yeah. this guy is talent. And yeah. uh, I might see him again actually, but. His ticket price have also gone up too. I'll say because I got mm -hmm. them for cheap the first time. But oh, mm -hmm. is it worth it? I it's look. I've never been to a concert. I know bad, bad me. But I first time going to actual live performance was actually Jeff Dunham's comedy show, and it was I just loved it. It was it's another experience seeing it live, and I'm not one that will just say oh you gotta go see things live, man. But it's definitely a great experience. You get a lot of fun out of everybody's laughing, and it's. It's, it's just cool seeing him, too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's cool seeing him. But Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, he's already done a few of Netflix. Netflix was smart to pick him up, let me tell you. Uh, he did a few that were all... I saw the first one he did. I didn't see the second special he did or second or third special. I forget how many he's done so far. But I did see this recent one. And man, this is a superb special. The Ricky Gervais did one for Netflix too. It's superb too. I recommend everyone check out. This one's superb too. Because Dave Chappelle, yeah. he's his comedy's very smart. Like it makes you think. Even if you disagree with him on some things, it just makes you think. And I always appreciate that in comedy. And he goes from talking about starts off with the Me Too stuff and has a great take on it. It's funny. And then he starts going into what he calls the alphabet people. <laughs> you know, your L's and your G's and your B's and your T's. And <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then he starts uh, talking about uh, the, um, uh, what was it? The uh, Jesse Smollett thing. And that was pretty funny too. I actually just finished a special today. So I have a few of these things in my mind, but it was pretty funny. I have to say, I, it was good. I'm glad that he's back on the map. What did you think of it, Phil? Uh, it was a blast. It was a blast to watch. Uh, and 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 seeing and seeing the negative post. I think Vice wrote a very uh, semi scathing article, and it was like you, like that made me want. Honestly, it made me want to see it even more. I That's why I did see. Like, I saw okay, his blowback. Yeah, I'm like, all right, let's let's go, let's do this. And one thing, I I I will sometimes, sometimes Netflix has stuff that's very political. Yeah, yeah, they're very progressive, and it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Mm. But like, but I will say they do take care of their stand-up comics. They do definitely take care of stand-up comics. Yeah, uh, which you know. It's, I, I, and they're, and a lot of them are good ones too. Like you don't, um, but yeah, I, I like going back to stand up comedy. You could tell, like, is it just me or is it, um, the P, the, the stand up comics that are all political tend to be like the worst ones. Exactly. Exactly. Like, really bad ones. Like you they're you compensating. Okay, let, let's uh, let, let, let's take Amy Schumer. I was thinking right? the same thing. So when she first got into the industry, she was really funny, right? Her first stand-up comedies were funny. They were mm -hmm. funny. They were the very, very quick-witted, kind of catchy, whatever. And then 
and then she started getting political right at right at around the election time mm. right like, like a year before the election she started getting real political and they just started ta- that like like the 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 comedy specials just started tailing off and i'm mm. like uh, and and once that happened i was like you know i i, I don't want to see her any i don't want to i i'm not paying money to see that like yeah. I, it's 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 crazy to me that like i i almost feel like i i almost feel like it's a like your fun like you it it, it look it seems to be like you lo- ran out of ideas Literally. so now you're going the political route yeah like she burned out all her ideas like. and material maybe maybe that's not the case but she also stole a lot of jokes too. Remember that? Are you guys not coming through? Oh, what? Oh, there it goes. I hear you. Yeah. Maybe Phil dropped out. Phil! We can't hear you! Oh, no. Uh, dude, I, I can't stand Amy Schumer. I, I was at a restaurant, the, well, must have been a while ago, my uncle he called the waitress Amy Schumer. I don't think he realized that she's like mocked. Because he's, he's, he probably said, like, oh, it's a famous person. But he's like, oh, she's also known as, like, Mrs. Potato Head. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Amy Schumer's a terrible, terrible, talentless hack. I mean, maybe she had some material at the beginning, which was fine. But the thing is, she didn't, she, I think she's probably lazy. I mean, that's a fair and accurate, uh assessment but she got lazy and didn't want to write new material and then this is the result of it so she started becoming a political activist and well nobody wants to see that they want to see a comedian not a political activist and when you stop being funny and you start being political people are going to tune you out you know it's that simple yeah that's what that like and there's a lot of those guys there's a lot of those comedians too it's like uh like like it feels it feels to be like these comedians they run out of ideas like they run out of original material, so then they go the political route just to try to keep it keep it up and running or whatever. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. And you and you know and, and you know, I think she's related to Chuck Schumer, right? Like Amy Schumer is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, she's related to Chuck Schumer. I I noticed that. Yeah, and, uh, that's true. Oh, that's really it, funny too. I mean, makes sense based on their political views too. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that what do you expect? It's, 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 she's a New York comedian. Like, the only person I've really seen who's been like really, you know, any sort of right wing would have been Trump out of New York. Like, everyone else is pretty far left. Yeah, Gavin McGinnis lives part. in New York. Yeah, well, I, I guess mean, that's true. I mean, it and, and the, the, um, I would, I th- like the entertainment industry has gotten real cutthroat too on the political side. Like, it's like a, You'll either conform to us or starve. It's like, well, no. You might, be, you might want to be careful about that one because yep. well, talent all America's makes all the food. They just right. Eat it. Well, well, at that you're right about that one. And at the end of the day, talent always wins. It always does. Yes. In the entertainment industry talent always wins. Right. You know, the talented ones are the ones that tend to withstand everything. Um, that's just my opinion. Huh? No, I totally agree. Talent wins because people, uh, you know, and there's certain things you can kind of push without talent, but for only for a short while. Eventually, people catch on. It's, for example, of Milo, I think we'd all agree he's an extremely talented guy. Uh, and people, when he had his little you know, controversy, and then he stepped out of the spotlight for a bit. People thought he was done. People thought he was gone. People still think that. I look at him and I say, no, no, no. He still has talent. He always will, and that's not going to change in, you know, uh, just in a few months. He's going to come back. It just takes a little bit of time, but he has talent. I have to go let somebody in, so you guys got to keep talking for a bit. Do we have any guests? We, I don't know if she'll come on. Let's see. She had to fill up her water bottle. All right. Wow. Oh. No, Louis C.K. is another one, too. Like, you know, because he got, he got in trouble with all that craziness that he did. And, 
And it I, he was that was that was just beta behavior for if what was if what actually well, happened was some, true. Some people like look, some people I, I it's a weird proclivity. Go don't get me wrong. But uh but it's like That is a beta not, proclivity. That's not an alpha, you know, trait. No, no, I, I'm not saying it's alpha. I'm just saying like at the end of that, like he's he's still one of the funniest comedians out there. Like he's a, he's he's up there, uh, and and just now, like he the last couple of months, he's had, you know, he's went on on stand up and he's packed the house. Like at the end of the day, people just don't get people don't care. People don't care. They just like if if I go out, okay, I'm already I'm already working. I'm already, you know, trying to build make a life, and my life is very stressful. It's very hectic and whatever. And like, so when I get off, and I pay money to go see something, I want, I want some entertainment. Like if I'm going to go pay for a comedy show, I want to laugh, right? Yeah, and. And if I like, if Amy Schumer doesn't make me laugh, I'm not paying. I'm not paying to see her, right? I'm gonna. If Louis C.K. makes me laugh, shut up and take my money, right? It's a, it's a very, it's a very easy concept to understand. It is, and it's you know, I, uh, it's depressing that we have to. Because I think one thing I say it's for certain that we haven't had entertainment this politicized. I would say ever. Mm -hmm. It's pretty just annoying at this point, but you know, if that's the way it has to be, then conservatives better start, uh, you know, supporting each other and getting into it more, getting into comedy, getting into movies. You know, we need more of that. We need more Milos. We need more Crowders. We need more Jeff Dunham's. We need more of those people. But you know, unfortunately, there's not many. Uh you know, they they blacklisted. Uh, what's his face? Alex you know, the, No, the guy that they always accused of being a mass shooter, but he's oh, not. Oh, Sam Hyde, yeah. Yeah, like he, like, he was doing that stuff, and he got blacklisted from Comedy Central, and now he's, like, like everywhere. Like, that dude, he did, like, some, he did some crazy stuff. Yeah. You know? But, uh, dude, speaking of uh, just uh, kind of insanity happenings from the left, do you see uh, what else happened today? What is it? There was a fire, like, I believe they firebombed a, um, it was a, was a DHS? It was a, uh, no, it was, yeah, it was an F, a Florida Department of uh, Homeland Security, uh, a Citizenship and Immigration Services facility. It was Friday. Oh, wow. Mm. So, See, I fear yeah, this you know, stuff would start happening. When you start calling ICE, uh, you know, a terrorist organization, you know, yeah, well, like basically like Nazis, and then the ice facilities, like concentration camps. This is what you're gonna get. We continue. Well, you know, it's it's funny to me how if Trump was, you know, they say that Trump's responsible for the uh, for the Texas shooter, then wouldn't you say that uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez would be responsible for the uh, various like ice facilities that are being bombed and uh, you know and like set on fire? Yeah. Like where is where is the why is there a double standard here? You know, come on guys, you can't blame one person and which Trump never said anything that could be construed as supporting like terrorism against uh, immigrants. He never said anything like that and he'd be against it. But Ocasio Cortez and you know the Democrats as a whole, they have been basically dehumanizing uh, immigration and customs enforcement. They've been making that they want to abolish ICE, they call them you know, like terrible and like racist and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. They're making them out to be subhuman. And, you know, I'm sure that the left, you know, you never see this on CNN or if it is on CNN, they'll brush it. It'll be like on the bottom headlines that no one reads. Yeah. It'll be on the ticker table. Well, yeah. Well, well Elon, Omar, you, you hear Elon Omar is getting investigated by the FEC. For I heard that some crazy, like apparently She's being accused of some, you know, improper use of funds. Yeah, which one surprised you know, me. And then it's crazy. And it's crazy. They we found out because I guess she was ha like like she's also accused of having an affair with a buried man, and like the the, the divorce proceedings brought it up. 
I guess it was like there's like divorce proceedings that brought the whole thing up. Like, oh, you mean wow, divorce with her brother? <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. No, she she had. I guess she was. I, I I I I don't know what. That's like, it's like. So you're telling me that a divorce proceeding started this whole FEC uh mess. I'm like, wow. Okay, yeah. what a crazy world. What a crazy world we live in. Well, I just saw Beto O'Rourke's Twitter. I, I was just browsing Twitter, and it's a video of him giving a little like spiel. I guess it's about the shooting, and this is what Beto O'Rourke, his own Twitter, said. He said, "We don't know how many have been killed. We don't know the motivation, but here's what we know: this is effed up." And he didn't censor that. Is he trying to be edgy? Like, oh, I'm using F-bombs, man. Yeah. Well, have you looked at his past where he was, like, talking about getting his, uh, you know, Gentelia wax? <laughs> what? Well, he made, he was, like, in some, like, hacker group in the 90s, like, when he was Oh, in college, yeah, and, yeah. And he would make all these, like, just stupid, like, I guess we punk songs. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, some anarch, he's, like, some in anarcho-collectivist or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and Ancon, Ancol. Yeah, he he's like a goofball. Just like all the stuff he was posting in there, and it, it translates to now. He hasn't really changed all that much. Yeah, yeah, he's a goofy guy. He's just too goofy to win. Um, speaking of this sort of winning, uh, I've told you guys about this. But update all of our listeners. We had our first Turning Point USA uh, at Penn State meeting on Thursday, the same day of the involvement fair. And it was interesting what happened on that day. I got to the involvement fair right when we set up. And I get there and I'm setting up and the college Republicans are right next to us and the socialists are right next to us. So we're bookended by the CRs and the socialists. Two competing factions here, but on different ends of the spectrum. Socialists set up with a literal communist flag. Uh, and they were... The people there were what you expected them to look like, let's say. Everybody said that when they came up to us. And they were pretty low energy. They they would even they were trying to tell me how to recruit and how to give out flyers. I was like, okay, Bucko, you want to tell me how to do this? Look at your uh, shebang here, you got. And so they were lecturing me on that. But then you know we were getting a lot of signups. We got at least 150 signups. It could be more like 200. I got add them all tonight. But we got loads of signups. And a few hours into it. The CRs, the college Republicans, hadn't even shown up. I saw one of their board members, and he didn't even know what was going on. And I finally saw the president, they set up. And we were in front of the table, LI, Leadership Institute style, where we're talking to people, getting them to come up. We were being provocative, getting people's attention, being welcoming. And, you know, you're doing all the things you got to do to recruit. The college Republicans were just literally sitting on their behinds there, not even trying. I'm not well, trying to criticize me. This is just literally what they were doing. I'm like, are you guys a serious club? Are you trying to get people? And our first meeting we had that night, we got our biggest turnout ever, ever. Our attendance was 60 people. We had 60 people in that room. Maybe more, actually. I It was hard to count it. I kept counting. I kept hitting 60. I looked on Twitter at a picture of the college Dems meeting. They had about 50 people to 55, maybe 60. It was hard to count. They had about the same amount, if not less, than what we had. Now, that may sound like, oh, I mean, you guys are pretty much 50-50. They're like, you know, you really, it's really that's not really a boastful achievement there, uh, Sean. No, think about it. If conservatives represent just 5% of this campus. It's a, let's, let's give it a, the benefit of the doubt that we represent 5% of this campus. That means there's over 2,000 people here that are conservative. 2,000, that's a generous guess because we got and another generous amount, 1,000 people out to see Don Jr. here. So there's probably like 1,000 conservatives here. If we even doubled that amount, we would still only make up 5% of this campus. But when they have 95% of this campus, at least on their side, they could only get... 50 people to their meetings that is pathetic that's terrible that is a shame i am i'm just blown away how many people we got i'm not saying this to brag or anything but i'm just genuinely surprised how many people we got out 
It, it was awesome. And the meeting, we had great energy, great vibe, great atmosphere. It was amazing. Everybody was having fun. Everybody was laughing and engaged. Nobody was on their phones. They were all looking up, watching everyone, listening to everyone. And at the end, they even applauded because they loved what we were doing. And I'm just thrilled to see a conservative counterculture movement springing up on this campus. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I know you guys weren't there, but man, I wish you guys were. Didn't you guys have a cake? Oh, yes. Thank you. My um, girlfriend and also secretary of the on the board, she... They, um, we, we decided we'd bake a cake and also have pizza. So we got uh, Domino's Pizza. Our treasurer was nice enough to bring that. And then we got the uh, cakes baked. And so we thought, well, what could we do? We, we, we had one pan and well, second we bought two to like um, carry it in. But we bought one to bake it. And we're like, well, this might not be quite big enough. So we thought, ah, we'll make one America. And we're going to make – and then we made the other cake Greenland because we're going to buy it. So, you know, it's perfect. So everybody liked that and they liked the cake. They liked the pizza. It was – it was fantastic. I, I was glad how everything went beautifully. Yeah, I, I, so here, here's my little PSA as far as the involvement fair goes. Like, sure. So regardless, so regardless of what you are, like who, whoever's listening to this, uh, if you're conservative if you're liberal, if you're independent, if you're socialist, communist, whatever, if you, regardless of who you are, the, the involvement fair is so important for mm -hmm. an organization. It yes. is crucial for an organization because that's where every organization goes. And so you have a whole lot of people that go to this thing to kind of figure out, well, what works for me? What can I, you know, what do I relate to? They're finding a place maybe, to fit I, in. I find something. Right, right. And so like you were saying, even if it was just 5% of the people are concerned, that's still a lot of people. Yeah. That's still a lot of people. Um, and you got to go there. You got to show up to yeah, get these people. Right. Especially. And then I'm trying really hard not to single people out, but <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but it, if you're not participating, it puts you at such a grave disadvantage. Yeah. A, a grave disadvantage. And if you're, and then if you're, if you're trying to ask for do money, right? Like so, some some of these organizations, you're they, they ask for do money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks. You have um, a bit of a cough there. Just <laughs> get that <yeah>. checked. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you're if you're even so, if you're you know, if you want to collect dues, that's fine, right? Some people need it to you know run stuff or whatever. Um, you better be at the uh, the involvement fair, yeah. Because each each sign each sign up is potential money funds funds that go into your program. Yes, and like so for the for for some of these people to not some of these organizations to either not show up at all or provide very little time at, at at the involvement fair. That's just it. There's no excuse for that. There's yeah. absolutely no excuse for that. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I want to piggyback off of that and say that, you know, the amount of fresh, like, cause I polled people in the group there and we had about, uh, I, we had, yeah, about, I think like 10 seniors, quite a few juniors, quite a few sophomores, but overwhelming freshmen. And then I asked people, how many of you found us at the involvement fair? It was like 80% of the room. We got so many people from that involvement fair and so many people that were just enthusiastic about getting involved. Like we yeah. talked about, oh, you guys helped me out too with the idea of creating committees. It was one of the first things I thought we got to do. And I already got two people that came up that want to be on the charity committee. I got one guy that wanted to be on the debate committee and he had a bunch of connections with some speakers that we could have that are politicians. And... I, and we already have our Sunday Gunday thing uh, up and rolling for next weekend. 
uh, it's just oh my god I'm just so happy that it you know came yeah. out this way because it's it's just a and, love fest in there it's a love fest everybody's nice happy and having fun and let's I'll, I'll piggy piggy piggyback <laughs> off of that yeah. uh, and so all of that stuff happened a lot of that stuff happened well most of that stuff happened at the involvement fair like oh, yes. all of these guys that signed up signed up for the involvement fair these people came these people came out they want to be a part of something and then they you know this is what you're missing when you're not participating right you're missing out first off you're missing out on money if you get with the dues you're missing out on potential leadership and you're missing out on the future right you're, yes you're, you're harming the future because these these students only have four years maybe depending on if they decide to go do their masters or whatever, but like they're, you're missing out on that. Right. So you, you, you gotta participate. You gotta participate yeah. for everybody else. That's a part of the, you know, that you well, know is a part of organizations or whatever. That one meeting is so crucial. Yes. And that's why so I knew going into this, I knew, I'll look, I'll reveal a little bit of my power level here. Number one, that the first impression, you got to nail it. You got to have that first meeting on point and it's got to reflect what this organization is going to be about. It's got to reflect the best of the best. And number two, this is what Trump says in the Art of Deal and it's very true, presentation goes a long ways. Don't give me any of those plain white PowerPoints with this boring text and small pictures. No, you need to be big, bold, professional, exciting, colorful. You need to present things well. Even the whole room needs to have a certain presenta presentation. That's what um, I made sure happened this year. And uh, I, I'm just saying, when you don't show up to the involvement fair or when you do show up and it's a, um, a half um, you know, lazy sort of effort, that's how clubs die. When you don't show up, that's how clubs die. I even am in a club that didn't show up, and I was kind of mad at them. But that's how clubs die. Because nobody's going to come to your thing. Nobody knows your thing exists. You know, it's... Yeah. Man, I could ramp out for hours. I could. I could, too. And it's like... And, and, and some of these organizations that didn't show up, they have good people there. Like, Absolutely. there's good people that are in their organization. And you're... And you're and you're railroading them too. Yeah, that's the other thing. You take other people down with you, and that's just that's wrong in many ways. And you know, oh, it's gonna be interesting here. Let me tell you, Whew. it's gonna be yeah, fun. See, when the college Republicans didn't show up, you should have put like a little sign and said, "Go to uh, Turning Point. Point instead," and just like <laughs> left it there and see how long it would take for them to notice it. <laughs> that would have been funny. Just hijack. Well, I think I'm going to make a prediction here. I bet our meeting's going to have a bigger turnout than the CR's first meeting. I'm just going to put that out there. I could be wrong, but the CR's are on a path to destruction, self-destruction, because of their laziness. I'm not afraid to say, look, I love to work with them. I love to collaborate. I love to do stuff with them. But if <coughs> they're not going to put in the work, the results are going to show. We put in a lot of work. Our board members have worked super hard and our members and the results show. There's a, there's a good, the, you guys have a really good, uh, you guys have a really good crew running that show over there. I, I'm thorough. I am thoroughly impressed with, with, with your board. I, I am I'm impressed too. Impressed. I mean, everybody pulled their way and did a fantastic job. I love it. I'm coughing now, yeah, sorry. Man. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> I'm dying. You're um, not getting the walking dead virus on me. <laughs> yeah, I might may not make it to that second meeting already. I think your club's definitely in uh, good hands. Like, you're going to do great. Everyone else, oh, thank I don't you. know. I don't know how the CRs are going to do. They've been going downhill since I was, like, in office. Yeah. Not in office. I was just <laughs> working over there. Like, it's it's been a steady decline. Like, last year, I think it was, like, you know, it was just trickling down. Then last year, just kind of fell off a cliff. And this year, it's like, like some of the people in there are good. Some other people who are in executive positions, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna play out. But um, well, I bet. Yeah, you're rumor has it that, and I won't reveal names, but uh, rumor has it that one of their board members is dropping out. So, mm, it's not a good sign. 
Yeah, drama. <laughs> drama, drama, drama. Uh, yeah, anything else you guys want to say before we close out? I don't think I got anything. No, I, 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 don't, I don't got anything, too. We got we we can't do it all tonight. You know that, right? We we got we got we got to save a little bit for you know, you know for next week, right? Oh yeah, we got well, more yeah, in but, store. Yeah, you know, I think we hit most of the major things going on this today. Yeah, and we'll have probably have a guest on next week, so we'll have much more to talk about then. But oh, shoot, they had the straight pride parade today, didn't they? I was yes, yeah, I thought about did. that. Milo was there. And he was drawing a Make America Straight Again hat. Uh, it looked pretty funny. Uh, so that was, that was pretty funny, yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more real news.